This is Brett. And Jason. From Infinite Monkey Games, and you're listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travis Casey. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geek Cast Joe. And welcome back to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. And I am I am kind of back at the helm here after a uh, a um, delay uh, from arriving to the show last week. You right. are late. Yeah, it was, you know, it's weird. I mean, what kind of host is late to his own show? It makes no sense. <laughs> it happens. You have yeah. two other hosts, so I know, and I was imp- I was proud. I was very impressed with you guys on it. Oh, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I, I I I thoroughly enjoyed that intro, you know, especially like the part where Joey had to let people know that this is the point in the intro where they would do where you guys would do this or that <laughs> or the other thing. <laughs> I was it, nervous. I was nervous, so I just winged it. You, you guys did good. I was I was impressed. I was I was hoping. I was hoping that when I listened to it, I was like, you know what? They got it. They heard me do it, you know, a bunch of other times. And you, you fucking nailed it. I'm proud. Thank you. So I'm Thank gonna give you, you a, I'm gonna give you a small clap here. So, so I was worried. Good job. I was waiting. I was waiting to be berated. Yeah. No. No. It was good, man. No. I. I was. Um, it, it sucked being late, but I, I mean, I, I knew that you guys could handle it. I knew you guys were, you know, troopers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys had the uh, knowledge and the experience to make it through an intro, and you did it. I'm proud. We, we I'm try our proud. best. Yeah. Um, I'm also proud that... Um, uh, no, that's actually about it. I'm only proud of that. There's nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to take away from, you know, voting you guys up for anything else. But how you guys been? What's new? What's exciting? Oh, not much. You know, just school and work and... Watching movies. Awesome, awesome. About the same, about the same. Went to uh, Kohl's today, got myself a new uh, dress shirt, some new jeans. So, What about a French press? What about a French press? You have French press? (laughs) I do. I I have two of them because I couldn't return one to TJ Maxx (laughs) two weeks ago. You don't want to pick up a third one from Kohl's just to know you can return it to Kohl's with no issue whatsoever? No, but you know what? Now that you're saying it, that's not a bad idea. Right? Just, to, <laughs> just, just to uh, put it on YouTube and be like, "See, TJ Maxx, Kohl's right? does it." Kohl's. Uh, so here's here's what I the the money that I used at Kohl's was a gift card from a uh, 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 a wedding present that we had received two of for some reason mm. uh, that my mom actually took care of returning for us. Uh, and she, it ended up getting returned probably a year after we got married. We ended up getting the gift card almost as a first anniversary present and Kohl's still allowed it to be returned for in-store credit. TJ wow. Maxx, on the other hand, you get a Christmas present, you're fucked. <laughs> Someone buys your Christmas present early in like November, uh, time you get it, you can't return it. 
or exchange it or anything. Right. I think I think TJ Maxx has that strictly uh, return the day of purchase policy. It's pretty. It must be what it is. Like uh, you, like you literally have to return it before you walk out of the store with it. Right. They they only accept second guess returns. Like you know what? Kind of changed my mind. That's why they kind of try to nudge you out the door. That's why right. that's why their cashiers are literally on the outside of the fucking store. <laughs> yeah, come to think of it, I don't need these Reese's cups. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. Fuck. That sounds about right. That's right. Oh, TJ Maxx, the uh, Skype of retail. Yep. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. That took a second to sink in. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, shit. Um, we have some guests for tonight, so I'm super excited about We're going to get them on here shortly. Um, a returning guest, which is also exciting. But before we get into that, we got to... We got to do um, our quick rundown of the uh, Oscars that uh, was last week. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, I got to wait for that. We got to find out who um, who won. I mean, I think we all know who won. Oh, we definitely all know who won. <laughs> <laughs> but as a formality, we got to go through it anyways. Um, real quick here. Uh, first, first off, the uh, the Oscars it was it was awesome. I got a chance to because I didn't get a chance to record it as I forgot to record it. But I did kind of catch the end of it after we were recording that past uh, Sunday. Um, I kind of was able to go back and watch a lot of it and everything. I watched the the uh, M- uh, and I always fuck up this word uh, memoriam memoriam yeah, whatever it is. Memoriam. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The uh, cover of the Tom Petty song was awesome. Uh, that Fetter did that was incredible. Who is um, Fetter? He's um, you know what? I I knew that was like gonna be brought up, and I for life me I fucking forget. <laughs> Eddie Fetter, I oh fuck, he's in a band I like too. I think I fucking. <laughs> I think I like the band. Nah, uh, it's fucking. Oh my god, it's fucking. Like now I gotta look it up because it's gonna fucking fucking Pearl Jam. Uh... Mm. Pearl Jam. He was in Pearl Jam, uh, Bad Radio. He was in a bunch of shit. Uh, Vetter was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Temple of the Dog. He was in Temple of the Dog, Pearl Jam. No, Other no, musical no. projects and shit like that. Um, no, he did a great cover of uh, Tom Petty's song. So that was really cool. The memorial was really awesome. Um, the performances, even with um, the uh, song from The Greatest Showman, is it was incredible. Still pisses me off that that didn't win. I mean, it, yeah. it upset it upsets me that not only did it not win, but it upsets me more knowing that it only got nominated for one fucking category. Mm-hmm. What upsets and, me, I mean, this is my opinion, is that they had like they actually performed the song on stage, mm-hmm. and along with that, the movie that won that "Remember Me, Coco." Yeah, and that song, I in my opinion, sucked when it was performed there. Yeah, I there's just oh my god, like that fucking. If you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and watch um them sing. They when they sing, watch the video of them doing the greatest showman, but they're doing it in like um 
kind of like an orchestra thing where they're like rehearsing the song and there, you can feel so much emotion come out of the people singing that song it's absolutely amazing i mean i i cannot wait for this movie to come out on dvd to own it because mm-hmm. it is absolutely phenomenal and Joey, I, I still can't believe you haven't seen it yet. And I'm just assuming you haven't seen it yet because I never asked you if you actually want to go see it, but I'm no, assuming you haven't yet. You, you're right. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't Joey. seen most of the movies yet. Yeah, you got to, man. You got to get on Sidney Grace Showman. You, it's, a, it's a must-see in theater kind of movie. And surprisingly, it's still in theater. Yeah. I mean, I would give it a five out of five. Go fucking watch it. What irritates me, though, Jumaji is still in theater. I, I, I actually like Jumanji. It was pretty good. It's not as good to stay in theater. No, no. It, it shouldn't be in theater anymore. But the thing is, I like it because I don't use the original Jumanji as a reference in comparison to how I feel about the movie. And I think they're so completely different. Do. Yeah, They are. They're completely different. It's like it, If they would name that something other than Jumanji, I, don't, I, I think people would enjoy it a lot more. Because I think what the problem is, I think people try to compare it to the original, like like this, no. I mean, if you go into it with an open mind, which that's why I try to do with a lot of movies, it it I think people would enjoy it more. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, Oscars. How many did you guys get? I got eleven. Uh, I think I got eight. It looks like nice. eight. I got 16. Ooh, I didn't do as bad as I thought. <laughs> I took uh, I took 66% of them accurately. So um, my my way of doing it works. Go watch the uh, trailers on YouTube. So that's that's 3 years in a row guys. <laughs> you really got to really got to pull your shit together on this one. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know what I tell you? I didn't do bad for a guy who only watched like three movies last year. So I saw one of these movies, and that was The Greatest Showman, and that was for greatest original music. So I do want to see the um, Darkest Hour, though the Churchill one. But yeah, I ca- I cannot tell that that's even when I look at it after they say it, I can't tell that's Gary Oldman. No, God no, no, and that's what I love about the dude. You know, it's weird, like, because you can see him as uh, Commissioner Gordon in Batman, or you can see him as the uh, detective, the the dirty cop in The Professional, and shit like that. He, he's a chameleon as an actor. It's awesome. It really yeah. is. It's it's honestly quite impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um... We're not gonna we're not gonna run through all the results and everything. You guys go check out the results yourself. Maybe we'll run through a little bit of them. You know, our guest is ready, and I know they're kind of crunched for time, so I don't want to take up too much time of us talking. I want to take up a lot more time of talking with them. If that's okay with you guys, yeah, sounds good to me. That's yeah, cool, cool, perfect. Yeah, we'll come back and we can talk about our personal shit. But let's let's get them on. Let's get as much conversation with them as possible, and then we can come back and fill the air with stuff that people don't want to listen to, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So, um. Let's plug a podcast. We'll come back and we will listen. And we'll, we'll com- fucking inter- we'll plug a podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Jeff. We're from the History of Bad Ideas podcast. You know what you're listening to right now, Jeff? What are we listening to right now? This freaking show. This freaking show? This freaking show. And when you're not listening to this freaking show... 
Take a listen to the History of Bad Ideas. Where we talk about sports, movies, and other pop culture events happening in the world. So take a listen. Uh, We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place that you find uh, great podcasts like this freaking show. This freaking show. All right, we are back, and we are back with uh, two gentlemen that we have had on previous. Uh, If you guys remember, uh, Infinite Monkeys, uh, the creators of Star Chaos, was on our show, and they were actually the only guests that um, made a two-part episode with us. If you want to go back, check in Season 2, Episodes 6 and 7, or just listen to this episode right now as we have them back with us. Guys, thank you so much for returning. Anytime. Yeah, so it's it, it's been it's been pretty much a year since uh, we last talked and everything. Uh, real quick, uh, just in case the guys, uh, our listeners, haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episode you were on, you kind of want to give them an idea of who you are and all that. You know, I kind of sure. did it, but I mean, I love hearing you guys talk about yourselves. <laughs> yeah, Brett loves to talk about himself. Now, I'm I'm Jason. Uh, I am the owner of Infinite Monkeys Games and uh, the lead developer of the Stellar Chaos game, and uh, specifically, um, Brett here is uh, you know kind of our volunteer wrangler and and PR dude who uh, does a really the fantastic job. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does a bang-up job of, uh, of uh, keeping other people informed as to what's going on with us and, and uh, getting people who are interested and, and jazzed about the project. So, yeah. Yeah, and you yep. guys... And uh, I'm Brett, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I'm know. Brett, you're Joe, and I work with Jason, and I'm a yes-man. Yes-man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't resist the Rick and Morty reference. <laughs> so, well, welcome back to the show. Uh, what have you guys been up to in, in the intervening year? Lots. <laughs> uh, honestly, I've said yes times. Say that again. <laughs> I've said yes to him so many times, it's not even funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, uh, Jason, we, I'll let you, I'll let you hand that off. There, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, early last year, uh, we launched our initial Kickstarter uh, for Stellar Chaos to try to to get funds to try to build the team up and roll it out. Um, and while we did have a bunch of support, we did not reach our goal. Uh, so the Kickstarter did not succeed, but we kind of took a step back and reevaluated what it was that we needed to do. And, um, so our, our new goal is we're going to get of a, we're going to get the game as complete as possible without bringing on, uh, certain people like, um, you know, uh, super talented, um, layout our uh, people or artists to to fill in where we need a lot of the illustrations to go and such, so uh, we can get that uh, that copy of the game out and into people's hands so that they can get a, a you know get we can get some reviews we can get people playing it maybe you know podcasting their experiences um, we can take it out uh, at other venues and have other people try it so 
there's more of an audience who actually have a better understanding of what the game is, what it's about, uh, and whether or not, you know, it's something that interests them. Absolutely. Well, and I think that'll be, that's the kind of thing that will really help uh, uh, people know what distinguishes your game from other uh, sci-fi role-playing games. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. Um, we've, we've actually uh, have refocused uh, what we're working towards. Um, one of the things we're going to be releasing here very shortly is a light version of the game, which is essentially a um, short-form adventure with some pre-made characters and uh, a basic set of the rules so that um, anybody can come to our website once that's ready to go, download it for free, sit down with their friends and play, you know, a pre-generated uh, uh, adventure and get a good feel for what the the environment in the game is like, what the character classes and or occupations um, and races are like, and what the, you know, the play system's like so that they can get a feel for it. And hopefully maybe that'll be enough of an appetizer that once uh, we're ready to roll the full game out, we'll have an audience, a larger audience sitting there waiting for it. Absolutely. Now, uh, so uh, you you were sharing as we were, uh, obviously, I know you guys from from the other show and from other stuff, but uh, <laughs> you were sharing as we were as we were leading out of the show that your uh, one of your kids got back from a, a first robotics competition this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I was in first growing up and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, but one of the one of the mottos our team had uh, was to uh, sort of, um, uh, what, what 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 did we say? Um, fail first, fail often. Yes. Because uh, because you learn you learn the most uh, from things that that are not a success. So what I was curious was uh, what are some of the lessons that maybe you guys learned from that first Kickstarter? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, Brett, you want to field that one? Oh, God. Okay, so we learned that... Uh, first and foremost, we learned that me and him sitting in a room talking and having our equipment screw up and losing a third of our Kickstarter pitch sucks. Um, yep. We learned that we did not explain what we were selling well enough. And I, I, I really will harp on that. Yep. We talked about the story. We talked about the story almost exclusively. We didn't talk about what our system is doing for the role-playing community or how mm. or anything. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we primarily focused uh, pretty heavily on um, selling the game as helping get the company further off the ground to do future work. Uh, rather than focusing on the game, what makes it you people will find intriguing about it. Um, mm -hmm. We actually had a number of Kickstarter people uh, or users rather who emailed us. They didn't they didn't support the game, but we had a couple in particular who who emailed us and said, "Look, you know, you could have <gasps> something really awesome here, but." It doesn't answer this question. Your your campaign doesn't answer that question. It doesn't address this thing and that thing. Right now, the way you've done it, it's generic role playing game out there. So why would I want to support it? And I actually got a chance to get into several conversations with these with a couple of these people, and got some real heavy 
in my face critical feedback, which was exactly what we needed. Um, and we needed it, and at points, and I think Jason agreed to this. We didn't want it. We wanted the, the funds. We we wanted we, criticism sucks, but it helped <laughs> us. I hear that. So this is this these are people who were just in the Kickstarter community, or people yeah. who. That's amazing. That's. Uh, I've I've long felt that it was my favorite crowdsourcing uh, platform, but I didn't realize that there were people who were actually just like willing to share stuff like that. Yeah, and it, it, the funny thing is, is I, I I had the impression that a couple of them just were sending messages because they just felt like being snarky. Oh yeah, um, sure. But the moment that I engaged them and I said, "Okay, I see your point of view, and you're right, and we did not address this," you know. What other issues you see? It turned into a constructive conversation of, okay, well, if you know, how about you tell people about this thing or tell people about that thing or you know, you say your game system has this feature, but so do half a dozen other games. Why is your game different with that feature? You know, mm -hmm. and how you handle it. So it, it, there was a lot of food for thought that came out of that, and it was fantastic information to have i mean it was it was disappointing to get that instead of somebody pledging i mean let's be real right. but yeah yeah but of course at the same time you know after the kickstarter was over and it wasn't funded and whatnot it was like okay i've got a gold mine of of uh information here to take a step back and reevaluate everything we did what we didn't do right what we could do better um and take these things into consideration so maybe you know, our next push will be better. And what we're really going to be doing is focusing on the game itself. The company's growth will come out of the game. So the game has become the focus uh, um, more so in terms of getting information out about it and, and, and uh, any kind of fund driving. It's all going to be about the game and uh, let that become natural organic growth for the company. So, right. That's that. Sounds excellent. Um, uh, that that gets me even more excited. <laughs> you know, I, I was excited before, but like, uh, um, that's cool. I'm I'm glad that you guys have had a chance to sort of refocus things and to and to put all of your resources uh, into the game uh, where where I think they they may possibly do the most good. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, now turning turning a little bit to to what you got going on right now what uh and and i actually haven't heard anything really from from base uh what are what are some of the things that he's kicking to you about the uh the light version that that is uh getting ready to come out or what are you what's in the works that you know of so the synopsis on that um and yeah i'm letting base run with this one because he he mentioned he had a great idea for it so you know i just basically said okay this is your baby. Go for it. Just keep me in the loop. So what he is working on um, is uh, kind of a mission wherein a ship and its crew are dispatched. Uh, it's it's going to be up to six players, I think is what he's planning, um, because of a mining rig has uh, vanished off the scopes, basically. They've gone silent. So they're going in to investigate. Um, and there's other nifty things going on where, you know, the mining crew found some sort of artifact, which has caused all kinds of 
uh, issues with them that the uh, the player group is going to have to learn about and deal with. Uh, and apparently, he's also desi designing this so that every single character within this module uh, will have an opportunity to shine as a as a as a and as a role. Yeah, right. there's not going to be any particular characters that are just, you know, cannon fodder or, you know, just there to fill a, a player spot. Everyone will have an opportunity to use the skills that they have in a way that, you know, affects the adventure in a significant way. Right. It's a, it's a chance for people to really uh, learn sort of the boundaries that they get to play in. Right. And it's not going to be just combat. There's uh, there's also going to be some puzzle uh, uh, puzzle based um, encounters. There's going to be some role play encounters, and uh, you know, of course, there will be combat encounters as well. That's fantastic. Well, that's that's one of the things that I really loved. Uh, uh, not not just knowing about, but sort of working on uh, back last fall, I think. Um, or actually two falls ago, I guess now. Yeah. Jeez, time flies. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I, I love the, the opportunities there are for, for really role-playing, uh, because of the, uh, number and ver variety of, of classes that you can sort of pursue. Um, the, the concept that if you want to play a really political character, you can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that's that's yeah. tremendous. Um, or or on the other side, if you want to be a mechanic or a soldier or uh, an electrician or an engineer, like the the limits are almost non-existent. You know, it's just it's so cool to me. Yeah, we, when we were when going through, you know, we were, you know, the, the thought was, you know, or well, what can you do in real life? You know, it doesn't have to just be you know, combat oriented characters, there are characters, uh, there are, there are roles that people can play, characters can play that can all have some sort of significant, uh, uh, meaning to an adventure. So, and plus, you know, I mean, take, you mentioned electrician. Okay. So somebody's trained as an electrician. That doesn't mean that they can't do other things outside of that either. I mean, right. how many of us have multiple skill sets and that's, pretty much all of us really uh, if you think about it so you know patient in the game your class uh, you know another name for the class basically your occupation in the game is your set of skills that you get from training for your job that also give you some benefit but it also it doesn't preclude you from being able to tap into other skills outside of that occupation so yeah, yeah you, your you can... occupation basically does not define who your character is. Right, right. Well, it's just like in real life, you know, the the I, I think one of the great fallacies of, of our time is is the sort of you are what you do. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think any of us is only the thing that we do. Oh, heck no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. So I, th I think that's that's one of my favorite things about the game, uh, just to begin with. And I know that uh, probably within this module, things are going to be a little bit more, or, or the light version, excuse me, uh, things will probably be a little tighter than they would be in the full game. But yes. uh, I think that's still, it's still tremendous, and I still think it's, it's a great opportunity for people to get familiar with the system, uh, familiar with the universe, and familiar with the possibilities uh, for, for great role-playing experiences. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to see what uh, 
Rob comes up with as a final project. Because if this if this works out really well, um, I'm not opposed to having multiple light versions out there, each with their own set of characters and short adventure, so that people will have oh, yeah. an ability to, you know. I we played that one. We kind of liked it. Let's look at some other aspect of you know another kind of adventure that's completely different from it, and you know it. So they get a, a bit broader taste of what the game is about. So it, I'm I'm forward to seeing how this comes out. Yes, <laughs> me too. I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, he so so uh, yesterday I guess he was working on a lot of stuff, um, and he didn't he didn't share anything with with Ryan and I. Except to ask us for for what we were thinking for names, uh-huh. and uh, I, I just thought I'd share a, a few of my favorites oh, from please. the two lists that Ryan and I came up with. Uh, I don't know <laughs> oh. if any of them will be used. Uh, Rob gave us no feedback. <laughs> of course okay. not. Uh, which makes that, me think that, that he that he hated them and wants to completely go a different direction. What's that? Sorry. I said from every time I ask him a question, he is hyper focused on this. Like we, you know, we gave him a deadline and he is banging this thing out hard. Like he is damn determined to meet it. So I'm not surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's uh, here's here's Ryan's list. It's uh, five five humans and a mace. Okay. Uh, he came up with Groom Rogers. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Manutzi. <laughs> What? Tilly Gennaro. Oh, Lord. Feedback. <laughs> Jet Feedback. And DC-23. Oh, God. <laughs> I like DC-23. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's here's my list. And and uh, like I said, uh, you, you guys may hate these. Uh, Rob may also hate them. I have no idea. I got no feedback from him. Uh, I threw at him uh, Peter Larson. Oh, boy. Isaac Hawk Cohen. Okay. Uh, Janet Cranston. <laughs> Aaron Nils' daughter. Right. Uh, Pat Smith and Grey Worm. Uh, you know what? Grey Worm. Excellent. Yeah, I kind of like them all. I mean, it, it, they definitely take, the, take a uh, turn away from the general generic fare that you tend to hear for character names that's uh that's that's I, the I, thing that ryan and i are good at is not coming up with generic character names <laughs> <laughs> so i also uh, i was asking i was asking rob for what he was looking for i also threw out to him uh as an example that i didn't think would work uh hopper mccopface I don't think that'll ever fly with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, though. I love it. I was say, he didn't say one way or the other whether or not he liked it. Oh, man. Well, I like upper Mick Cop face. I, I can't lie on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's my new Stellar Chaos character name. <laughs> so. So you mentioned uh, what was it five humans and one mace name? Yes. Have we have we ever discussed the different races within Stellar Chaos on your show? You know, I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember if we did, uh, but it wouldn't hurt no. to give a refresher. Yeah. So uh, the the primary race within the game uh, is humans. Um, it, the story, the the broad history and storyline 
that happens with the the core rule set is surrounding humanity and um, there aren't any aliens. However, uh, humans have developed two other races that were one was kind of a a slave force that came around that uh, have since uh, gone beyond just being slaves uh, um, and they're called engineered humans um, and then there is the mace which are a mechanized uh, artificially sentient um, type of character uh, they're not robots per se they creatures but they are self-aware they're learning um, they uh, do have their own sets of, of uh, what could be considered emotions uh, but they're not quite human emotions uh, as it were and MACE uh, for anybody who's wondering is an acronym um, for uh, well it used to be a, a mechanized artificially sentient entities but that's been changed uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> um, but at any rate, uh, they they are a uh, sort of a mobile autonomous synthetic executor. Uh, they are a race that is um, they are they're not slaves per se. They start out almost like indentured servants. They are property for their first uh, segment of existence. Um, and then after serving a contract, they become a free and self-sufficient uh, minor citizen of whatever society they are in. Gotcha. Yes, I, I vaguely remember this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah. a, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. Um, um, but I, it, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, it, it, the. The, the fun part is, is underneath both engineered humans and the mace, there are sub varieties of those. So you, you actually break down into, uh, about 11 or 12 different types of races that you can, you can play in the game. Gotcha. That's Tremendous. I, I, one of the things that, that sort of keeps astounding, astonishing me and, and exciting me about this is the, the variety of, of options for things. Um, you know, you, you really can basically do and be whoever you want. That was the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yes. Sorry. I just, it's, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And, and, and there's a part of me that's sort of like, uh, <laughs> Like, dang it! How did I forget all this? You know, mm -hmm. um, but also well, the worst part, part is, just... Joe. What's that? You forgot that you didn't even get to play. Uh, I know. It? GCR and base got to play, and you didn't even get to play it. I know. I know. I'm really bummed about it. <laughs> but my time will come. It's... Yes, it will. Yes. It oh will. yeah. <laughs> we will absolutely. We have to. We're... I think it'd be fair enough to say that. Uh, once we get something ready, we will definitely give this freaking show a link so y'all can play it and maybe play it and record it. Let us know how you think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fantastic idea. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of playing, um, it, it, it bothers me that um, we never got an opportunity to get me involved in the uh, actual game. I remember we well, talked about this last time. <laughs> that, like, you guys are gonna help me get into the RPG, and we kind of drifted apart. 
Well, that's uh, partly that's because uh, we haven't had another game since the last interview. Right. We, we, but we could have created one. We could have made one up ourselves. This is true. This is very yeah. true. And uh, we definitely should do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we will get this rolling. Because I am dying, absolutely dying, to run yeah, a full game with this new system. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's eating me up. I was um I was telling uh, Joey I believe I think it was a, I think it was last week or maybe a week or after that I was telling him how like if I ever was able to get into like an RPG game I would love to do like um like a historical one. Ooh. Like um like, Joey, how was it, like an alternate history history? <laughs> yeah, like an, like an alternate an alt history. <sighs> yeah. yeah, alt histories are fun. Okay. Okay, I'm... then what we will do is we will run Stellar Chaos, but we shall resurrect the Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I, like I said, like, I, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm a history kind of guy, and I love doing – like, uh, I think it was, like, our first episode of the season, we were talking about Assassin's Creed, and I was talking about how I loved, like, the Revolutionary War one because that's my favorite kind of history. If I get into an RPG game right. of, like, Civil War, uh, the Revolutionary War, or something like that of, like, history, I would I would be in it constantly. I'd be addicted to that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, we don't I... need another... Oh, wait, yes, we do. Buy our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. guys, uh, uh, we have to bounce out here for a bit, but I will say this. Guys, this freaking show is absolutely awesome, and I love you guys to death. Jason is crushing this, so y'all don't even need me. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, making the time for us, man. Thank you. Dude, I got all the time in the world for y'all. Let me know if you uh, – I'll come on without Jason and talk shit about him behind his back. So <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Cold-blooded, Brett. Cold-blooded. Oh, dude, I am a yes man to your face. Yeah. <laughs> and to my butt. But, all, right. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, y'all take care. Take care. You take care, man. Take care, Brett. Take care. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool to have a uh, an alternate history type game with this. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, and another thing is, like, because, like, I, I committed to, you know, you guys show me the way through this, and I want to stick to that. I don't want anyone else showing me or trying to get me involved in me. I am, you know, I want, I want my experience to be taught through you guys. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a tall order, man. That's a lot of responsibility and I'm putting it all on your shoulders, bro. Oh God. I don't know if I can carry that. <laughs> no, no pressure, but there's pressure there. No, I'm, I'm happy to bring people in and teach them about, about it and, and walk them through the system. It's, it's, it's actually one of the things that I've, I've come to really enjoy um, is not just introducing somebody to this game, but the fact that um, watching people who have sat down, either who have never played a role-playing game before or have never played sci-fi or whatnot, who, who get a chance to play with the system to, you know, the light bulbs mm-hmm. come on in the conversation and, and walking through it and going, oh, wow, oh, that's cool, that's that's great. I get it. All right. Yeah. You know, and, and watching that and then, you know, having those new players to the system or to role-playing in general, come up with thoughts and ideas and things to do within the game that you never would have thought of in a million years as an experienced gamer. And it's just like, yeah. uh, uh, 
okay, yeah, we're rolling with that. That's great. Let's go. <laughs> now, how am I going to handle it? Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, it, it's just like it's, it's one of the things where I mean, like even even back like last year when you guys were on, but I mean like every episode, every time we do this, and every time I meet someone new, whether it's a comic book creator, or you guys. Uh, movie creators, it's like it dives me more into this world that I've never been a part of, and it makes me want to get more involved into it. And like, and I still remember like the the white elephant that I went to back in I think it was two thousand five at uh, Kevin's house. Yeah, I believe you're right. They, uh, I mean, you, they had this dining room table that was full, and it looked like this like this world, you know, like all these small trees and soldiers and all these people, like it. It was so cool to like see something like that and how like people create a world out of that. Yeah. You know, and like and then you have like, you know, you could do it on t- you know, PCs and you don't even need that stuff. You do it at a table with a book and shit. It, you know, it it's awesome that you could there's so many different varieties of ways to do the same exact thing, but to just be able to do something like that, it's something I never done, but because of the world that, you know, I'm associating myself with now, I was like, I wanna dive into that stuff and you know, it's it's a passion that I want to find, and literally, it's resting on your shoulders to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, it is it is really hard to uh, find a group that is as creative as a bunch of gamers sitting around a table, mm-hmm. um, because you know they it's it becomes uh, somebody in, in some groups it's referred to as interactive fiction writing. Um, or interactive uh, storytelling, because it takes both the players and the game master to, to do it. Whether you're talking about like um, tabletop uh, war playing, you know, with miniatures and whatnot, or you know, just standard role playing where you've got your yeah. character sheets and a bunch of dice, you know, it's it's all about what's going on in everybody's heads, and everybody's willing to you know vomit that up onto the table mm-hmm. and run with it, and it's it's just it's some of the best games are when somebody decides that they have a wild hair up their butt and you know, they're like, Oh, screw it. I'm just going to go do such and such. And everybody else is like, wait, no, wait. And the GM's like, okay, we're going with it. And it's just, and to watch everyone and try to try to, you know, come up with a creative way of making the best out of the situation that just got thrown at their feet. Um, it is, it is absolutely brilliant to see the amount of creativity and imagination that comes out of that kind of a group. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's that's uh, it's the most fun as a player too when you have a GM that's willing to to meet you halfway. Yeah. And 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 go with you. You know, I've I've played with guys who, you know, really want you to go this one route, and so they they keep throwing big giant magic boulders in your path if you don't want to go that way. And then on the other hand, I've played with guys who're like, you know what? Fuck it. You want to go the other way? By all means. Yeah, I've I've I have played with a few GMs who uh, are absolutely excellent at playing by the seat of their pants. Um, and I've been in one or two games <laughs> where uh, the GM didn't even have a full adventure planned out. It was, you know, we're going to start at this point, and whatever you say goes, and whatever comes to my head is what's going to come out on the table, and that's that's the way we're going to play it. And they have been absolutely lots of fun but um my spouse tells of a of a story of a of a adventure where the gm absolutely railroaded every move of mm. the group 
You know, they're like, oh, we want to go west. You're filled with racking pains. Oh, um, <laughs> we go north. No, you're filled with racking pains. South, racking pains. All right, we'll go east. Okay, so you're going down the road and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Kill me now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, we had uh, – uh... Uh, it's actually that gaming group that that sort of Travis was was talking about watching. Uh, it was run by by Ryan, our, our uncle Paul, the OG, and by Nick actually. And mm. um, uh, they're all three different kinds of of GM. You know, uh, Nick tends to be the sort of railroader, uh, and and Rye tends to be sort of in between Paul and Nick, and and Paul sort of just uh, he'll let you do whatever you want to do. You know. Right. Um, and so it was really interesting. We had we had a group of about probably fifteen to twenty guys. Wow. Uh, which is why we had three DMs. Uh, and so depending on who was telling the story in in which room, uh, completely changed the kind of experience you were having. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but it was really cool. You know, it 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 it. I don't know. There was something about the way we did that that was just. Uh, I don't know if it's repeatable. You know. <laughs> I'm not even sure how you would do a multi DM game. Oh, it was fantastic. You got to ask Ryan Ryan about it. Uh, oh, I definitely time, will. Uh, you get a chance. So because yeah, he he sort of had the inside track on it. I was just a player. Yeah. So I think the biggest game I was involved had twelve players, and we were each playing three characters. Wow. Yeah. Well, and we needed them, and um, I would say in the first five hours of the game. We lost half the party. Oh, so, oh. yeah, it was rough. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds awesome, though. Oh, it was great. It was so, absolutely great. Did you did you guys have to create your characters beforehand, or were you just sort of given sheets? Uh, no, we, we created our characters beforehand. Gotcha. That is sometimes... Uh, sometimes that's the most fun part of the game. Yeah. Trying to come up with something new and and uh, outside your comfort zone. That's yep. Good. Yep. I struggle with that. I nobody ever wants to be the cleric, and so I just I just that's my life. Oh man. So I, I'm if if we're getting into fantasy, I tend to go towards either clerics or I go towards elven uh, elven rangers. Nice. So every once in a while, I have to remind myself. Okay, new game. Let's do something completely different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I should give that a shot sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of character sheets, uh, I love the one that you got that you you just finished in the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was quite an experience putting that one together um, because the. I, we had the old ones uh, around from the old system and um, trying to take what was there and the experiences we've had doing playtesting, you know, and, and what information characters used the most and such took a bit to sit down and completely redesign the new ones to fit the new system, but also have the, the information for your character organized in such a way that, you know the stuff you're going to use the most during a game are is at the top of the front of the page, mm-hmm. you. and then as you go down the page and flip to the back side of the page, it becomes less and less uh, about what you need immediately and just stuff you need to 
reference every once in a while. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun to 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 design and put together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I I love it, and it's it. Uh, you can see that design that you're speaking of uh, just by looking at it, and and sort of uh, the way that it's useful to you as a character as a player uh, is comes through. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think and, one of the oh, one of ahead. the I was gonna say I think one of the um, updates to the character sheet that we did is there's a section called natural abilities which are innate abilities every character has but they're based on their 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 scores are formulas based on your attribute scores mm. and <clears throat> we put in light gray in each of the slots for those natural abilities what the formula is so you don't have to keep going back and looking it up. You know, and, you know, for new new players of the game, you know, you can slide them a character sheet and that information is right there on their character sheet for them. So, you know, it's it, just trying to find little ways to make people's lives a little bit easier in playing the game. Excellent. I'm going to go look at that right now. Just <laughs> sort of don't remember it. But while I'm looking for it, um, this is something I believe you said uh, you're, you're going to be putting up on your website eventually. Yeah, actually, uh, we just did some minor tweaking to it last night, just to uh, just to clean up a couple of extra areas that were a, a little bit crowded, um, and uh, so we now have a PDF of the of the um, character sheet that's going to go up uh, as a downloadable on the website this week, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to take that PDF and convert it into a form-based PDF as well as an alternate downloadable if you want to maintain thing, you know, if you want to have a nice clean printed character sheet of your character, that'll be an option as well. Um, you know, so you'll have one you can print on, or you can have one that you can fill out on, on your computer and print it completed that way. Uh, and eventually there will be a, an online tool for building your characters and printing out a, a completed sheet that way. That's tremendous. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that was in the works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, that one's that one's uh, in the works. And it's been sitting on the back burner because with the changes being made to the system that were made, um, it was <clears> – <throat> I had to make sure I had everything clean and consistent and whatnot throughout the system with the changes before I decided to sit down and try to – you know, have somebody code up uh, a, a, a tool to mm -hmm. make those characters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, even so, I you know one of the things that that I think is is really cool about character sheets in general is how much they tell you about how the game is played. Um, and so I, I love I love looking at this and going, you know, okay, these are the things that are most important. Why are they the most important? You know, especially having not played, it's like it, it, it tickles parts of my brain. You know what I mean? Sure. Do you have anything you want quite, uh, answered right now? No, 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 not necessarily. I'm just I'm just looking at it and thinking, you know, this is really cool. I love uh, the pain bar right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued by that. I assume that's basically in, in, in a lot of ways you're sort of uh, like your health meter. It's kind of like that uh pain actually is an advanced optional rule in the game oh, system okay um so uh a lot of people probably won't ever use that but if it's used um 
pain can come to the character in a, a number of different ways, uh, sometimes with injury, sometimes without. Uh, but as your pain meter goes up, your character suffers a number of different ill effects, um, and that pain will eventually come down over time. Uh, but you know, until it does, or until some sort of medical inter intervention is done to reduce pain, uh, you know, you you suffer those ill effects. You know, loss of of action points or movement, things of that nature. Right. Right. It could do damage against your sanity, for example. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it gets high enough. Gotcha. Gosh, that's so cool. I just uh, I, I, I just realized why it is I, I tend not to remember uh, how many options and, and the variety of things. It's because if I remembered it at all times, I would just uh, get sucked into thinking about it constantly. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is why it's been a uh, at most um, for the majority of this project's life been a one to two person team because when you have that much stuff rolling around your head, trying to impart that information to somebody else in a clear, concise way is very difficult. Yep, I hear you. So, well, Jason, uh, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, it's it's been such a pleasure to to talk to you and be able to actually uh, vocalize. Uh, the the enjoyment that I've had just working on this with you. Thank you. I appreciate um, being being on, and this has been an absolute pleasure for me as well. Yeah. Uh, how about can you let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet and or social media? Sure, sure. Um, we have a uh, web page that is infinitemonkeysgames.com, and that's monkeys with an e y s, not i e s. Um, and we also have a Facebook page, um, for infinite monkeys games. You can just search up, uh, infinite monkeys games on, in, on Facebook and our page will pop up. Um, we also have a Twitter feed, I am games. Um, and, uh, at, at any of those, you can, um, and, uh, there's also contact information if anybody has any kind of questions or, or input or whatnot, uh, off of the webpage. So. Fantastic. And what's going to be, uh, is Facebook probably going to be the best place to get a hold of you guys, uh, for the casual searcher of things? Yeah, probably. Uh, Facebook would probably be the best. Uh, it certainly will have the, the quickest response, um, and the emails currently go to just one email box, so uh, you know that that gets checked by mostly just by me. Um, so yeah, Facebook Perfect. would be the best. Good deal. That's we'll that's where we'll direct people as they come to us, hopefully. Fantastic. So. Um, thank you again for coming on. Um, we're going to plug another podcast and uh, come back with uh, Colin's Awkward Picks. Sounds great. You on the mark. The year 2014. Two best friends set out on a journey to produce the best content related to all things film. In 2015, they founded a podcast to share their passions with the world. From rants, lisps, and beer, to trailers, challenges, and premieres, Nick and Justin have you covered. Find the Epic Film Guys podcast at epicfilmguys.podbean.com and follow the show on Twitter. And we'll see you at the movies. You on the mark.
Welcome back, everyone. This is another segment of Awkward Flicks. Um, yes, you know, it's that little segment of our show where we uh, talk about a movie that I've seen and I give it my awkward rating. <laughs> um, currently, we are on the 1 to 5 awkwards scale. Um, we haven't decided if that's going to change yet. Well, I haven't. We started with 1 to 10. Then I roughly change it to one to five, and I might change it again. Don't know. We'll have to see. But <laughs> one or two, <laughs> huh? <laughs> one or two. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it might end up being one good or bad. So <laughs> no, I don't think I'll ever go that low. But <laughs> no, it's like you either get two thumbs up or one big fucking finger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Well, let's get right on it. This week's movie is Red Sparrow. Uh, it's a new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Um, American spy film. Um, got released on the 9th. Oh, released on the 2nd of March. Uh, it is a, like I said, a spy film. <laughs> Takes place in Russia for the main part. Um she plays a Jennifer Lawrence plays a Russian who something happens to her and she has to uh basically because it's Russia has to do something to save her life um if not she's just thrown out and cast aside and pretty much going to be killed um because she is put into a situation that um, sadly is by a family member. Uh, but with Russian, it's not a big surprise. Uh, <laughs> they're always portrayed as backstabbing people. But uh, ends up she is brought in to help the Russian government intelligent community intelligence community and go after an American um, CIA and uh, it's a long movie it's it's not the quickest moving movie uh, it's 140 minutes but it it was very good um, it was kind of, I mean, at first when I was following it, watching it, it was kind of hard to follow. Um, just because there's a lot of names getting thrown around there. But in the end, I was able to figure it out. I'm just, okay, this is what's happening and, uh, what ends up happening. Uh, very good movie. It has some graphic parts, but not too bad. <laughs> um, be prepared for mostly everybody to talk with an accent. <laughs> uh, with a foreign accent, that is. Like an obviously fake accent, or? Uh, I wouldn't say. Uh, or are they good, good accents? It's It's more... 
uh, they're trying to portray Russian, so mm. uh, I'd I'd say some characters get the accent good, others not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, good cast of characters. You have Jennifer Lawrence, Joel Edgington, Ed, Egerton. Um, you also have Jeremy Irons playing it. Um, good cast. Nice. Um. Yeah, very good cast for the most part. I thought the people that who were slated to play each character was, for the most part, very well suited. Um, some others, not so much, but it works. Uh, I'd definitely say this is a go-see. Um, not necessarily, you don't have to really wait to, for it to go see it in theaters, but I'd definitely say see it when you can. Um, if you're all right with, uh, like I said, an accent that, I mean, you could still understand it, but it's all in English. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, pay attention, uh, to what's going on. Don't, uh, you want, you want to definitely make sure you know what's going on, I'd say. Uh, but I have to say, overall, I give this a four out of five awkwards on the scale. Okay. So, Not bad. Yeah. Um, ends, ends very good. Kind of in the ending half can kind of see it the way it turns out, but that it kind of kind of tricks you. Um. And how it ends, but it's good. Well worth it. So nice. Yes, I'd say check it out when you get a chance. Good deal. Yep. So that was awkward flicks of the week. Nice. I don't know where Travis is. It's like. Oh, I was waiting for uh, Colin to kick it back to me like he normally does. Yeah, oh, I, well, I didn't hear you responding at all, so I was going to be just like... <laughs> I, well, Colin, the thing is, this segment, I mean, this is your time, brother. I mean, we oh, hear no, me talk. Yeah, so I just, I want you to finish, you know, your thought process, and then, you know, you throw back the whole back to you, Travis, thing. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite part of uh, of our episode, you know, when I hear that back to you. It's back to like you, Travis. Not... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> God, is that so much to ask for? It was very it's hard. It's rain. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Joey, what are you freaking on this week, man? I am freaking on the fact that it is, uh, we don't have, we don't have spring break in grad school. We have reading week. So <laughs> that's what this week is. And, uh, I'm sitting in my, my office this week as I record and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, 13 books I'm reading this week. Oh, wow. So, Jeez. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fun reading week. Hashtag handgun and scotch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, how about you, Travis? What are you freaking on this week? Oh, God, what is this week? Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a guest on a podcast uh, hosted by Mandy. If you guys ever listen to Box Office Beats, 
Uh, it's hosted by Mandy from uh, Low Geek Lost and Fear from Fearcast. Uh, I'm going to be a guest on uh, Low Geek Lost this week. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, the whole, you know, 52 podcasts in 52 weeks hasn't really, uh, you know, happened. But uh, it's, I have been uh, I have been on a few good uh, podcasts. Uh, Row from the Pick and Row Show or the Row Show. He's starting up a wrestling podcast called Wrestling Domain. I recorded a show with him. That should be coming out soon. I'm really excited to hear that one. Uh, Fearcast, I might be on again shortly. And Clint is talking about me getting on um, Geek Dig uh, Pod again as we're talking with him coming back on our show, hopefully in April, to do another uh, freaking flicks. So, nice. um, yeah, so, you know, just, yeah, guess, guess playing on podcasts and stuff, you know, I'm really excited to get out there, you know, we're meeting new people and plus she's Canadian. So, you know, she, you know, she's automatically going to be nice. So that's true. Canadians. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Colin? Tell me what you're freaking on this week, brother. I'm freaking on the fact that my first set of assignments got graded mm-hmm. uh, for the class and I was all freaking out about about it and why to almost drop the class but turns out i got 100 out of all my assignments so nice and the, the real sad thing is i didn't even answer one of the questions that was worth five points and he still gave me 100 on the assignment <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah i mean it was a stupid question i had to contact four people at the school and tell what their role in information systems is and all that garbage Mm. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, it's it's a really easy assignment. I'm too lazy to go and contact other people. So I hear you. But that's what I'm freaking out on. So nice. I guess freaking on, not freaking out on. <laughs> <laughs> freaking out. Either way, either way, freaking man. Out. Oh shit. Hey, Joe. Yes. <clears throat> Every week our listeners get catch Geek Cash Show here on this freaking show. But if one hour a week of Geek Cash Show just isn't enough, where can we send our listeners to get more Geek Cash Show? If you need more Geek Cash Show, you can find me over the Geek Cash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching Geek Cast Live. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching this freaking show to kind of see what we're doing and, uh, you know, what's going on with our lives. Uh, make sure you go to thisfreakingshow.com where you can see uh, a link to all the guests we have on our shows, just like the guests we had on this evening from Infinite Monkeys. Um, it's always updated uh, the best we can with all the guests that we have throughout the Three seasons that we are now currently on. Uh, comments, concerns, and suggestions for the show can be uh, sent to us through our website, show.com in the contact section, or message us on Facebook, uh, tweet us, uh, use the hashtag freaking saying on all social media platforms to uh, get involved in this show. Uh, I think that's it. Nice. Hmm. I guess so. Um, more guests to come into the year. Keep uh, keep listening. Uh, tell your friends about our show and tell them they can uh, catch us on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Podbean. Um, plenty of platforms. No reason for you not to find us. As always, I am Travis. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>